Hello and welcome to the Total Experience podcast from Tribal London, a podcast about brand experience, what it is, how it works and how we can do it better. Each new episode will be bringing you fresh and thought-provoking perspectives as we go deep on a topical aspect of brand experience. My name is Richard Cable and I'm head of content here at Tribal. This podcast aims to take the good conversations we have about brand experience and share them with you. And so here it is. If you like it, please feel free to get in touch, contribute, like, share and subscribe. This episode, production is dead, long live production. Production is a sharp end of brand experience. The people who put the touch in Touchpoint by actually making the stuff that strategy and creative think into existence. Few parts of our industry have been hit harder than production by the current crisis, but it's nothing if not an adaptable discipline. I'm joined by two extraordinary producers, Flo Clive and Paris Palmer, to talk about how production is still very much open for business, despite everything the lockdown has thrown at it. I'm Flo Clive and I'm executive producer of uh, Adam and Eve's in-house production company, Kane and Abel. I am Paris Palmer. I am a freelance producer uh, and documentary filmmaker. If you don't mind, can we start with uh, like a little summary of how, of your experience of what's happened to production with the lockdown? In terms of uh, my experience, it was very much hit the ground running. We've obviously come into a category where it goes no groups, no productions, no shoots. So I think for the first two weeks at least was problem solving as to what we can do, what the creative can be to adapt to, what what we can we can have access to. When you're a producer and you're a freelance producer, I think it's very different if you're a producer in-house because you do have those projects and you do have those clients and they're going to come back and think, right, what can I do next with my content? But for a freelance producer, they get you in when there's too much work for their in-house people or there's a project there's a shoot or you know like 60% of my work is international no one's getting on a plane soon so you know I have to think outside the box basically I've really had nothing in terms of work like paid work just because companies are either you know furloughing their staff or you're doing in-house resources and I think for me no one nobody has reached out and said can you do something and I will pay you I think I had to go from panic stations to like, right, what can I do to, you know, help me when I get out of this? And I think it's really collaborating with people and getting all those independent projects that you really want to work on and you haven't had the time to do. It's just do that and work on the pro bono, you know, helping out where you can, because I am literally sat here with edit suite. So why don't I help? I don't know it seems like there's a degree of either people are just trying to figure out ways around the regulations or they just don't know what they are and I just wondered if you guys had a a really clear idea of what you what what you are and are not allowed to do I think we're now all on the same page in terms of a policy that's actually an agency-wide policy that we're getting towards which is at the moment the government says that we cannot we we cannot leave our homes so Everything that we do around that has to be um, what we can do in, internally in our homes and um, how do we get the best possible outcome from that and the problems around that. So we still have access to cast members. We still have access to crew members who, can, who have parts of their kit. But kit houses are coming up and saying we can courier things. So that's still OK. It's a case of saying what's the right thing to do at this point in time and safety is the utmost priority so um as long as we can create 
as long as we can problem solve around that then I think that's where we're coming from I mean obviously one of the messages is that from your point of view is that like production is still open there are still things that we can do we can make stuff we can get things out there it's just going to be a different way of doing it but I was just wondering kind of what sort of things have you been doing so at the moment uh Kane Enable in its entirety is post uh our post department have managed to get out something like 400 assets in the past three weeks what's happening there is adaptions it's um repurposing one workaround is that a lot of photographers have their own studios and those branded products can be couriered to them and they already have quite a lot of their equipment there so something that they may have shot in the past or stock footage or user-generated content can then be um edited together in order and then a pack shot be put on the end of uh, of a piece of work I think I've got to say hats off to um, our post-production team who have been absolutely killing it and they've turned things around in in a day in order to get some responses um, on social media platforms or things like that just so that the brands brands can still say the message of, of we're still here, we're still working for you, we're still adapting to what's going on. For me, you know, being a documentary filmmaker and I've always focused on, you know, people and this whole thing about people coming together and... I think pro bono for me is just a natural thing. I'm always going to try and help where I can. Um, and a lot of people are doing it. Like I know people that have, there's small charities that are supporting, you know, kids in foster care who can't see their families or anything like that. And they're making content for them or, you know, making edits or, you know, really simple things, but it goes a long way. And I think everyone's really come together um, and just trying to pitch in where they can because people are literally sat at home not doing anything. So why not do something and be productive? Um, and they want to help. Like you say, everyone just wants to help. Um, but what I really love at the moment is in terms of the content and how it's changing, like everyone's doing all the user-generated stuff and, you know, like the Skype, Zoom look on, you know, and I think it's great because for me, like I'm always like real people, real people. And it's so easy before to just put, you know, someone that you've cast, you know, perfect makeup and whatever. And I think the simplicity of just having real people, just seeing real life people, I think it's just really nice. Uh, because everyone needs to latch on to that good stuff right now because it's so easy to just look at the negatives. But a more documentary style is it feels like the way forward for the time being. Um, and it's interesting that, that, I mean, in a way, documentary is kind of a, a mediated UGC, isn't it? Because you're yeah. pointing cameras at real people who say what they want to yeah, say absolutely. and you record it. One step further on, you're pointing, you're pointing the camera at them remotely and they're also doing the camera operating. Yeah, they have. We're we're going to attempt to once our job gets signed off to do um, remote directing through Zoom. An example of it is uh, Mumford and Sons just, or one of the Mumfords, just sent round a music video that was directed remotely. The director has set up one pianist and one singer. In uh, he sent them two camera setups and and tripods and sort of directed them and showed them pictures and done everything on Zoom in terms of the idea of making sure that. Right now, I'm well lit because my I'm facing a um, a light and uh, like a, an open window, and you know there are ju- there are just certain things that we can in layman's translate over um, technical elements to to the person shooting. So that's what we're going to try and achieve, and you know, sort of taking a taking a director around someone's home and being like, don't shoot there because we don't want a shoebox in shot and that sort of thing. So. We're, we're going to try and give that a whirl and see how that works in regards to remote directing, which which should be really interesting. One of the things that 
you know might be an output of like the current situation is that smaller crews will be the thing to begin with because it's fewer people so you may well have like a size limitation you can only congregate with you know five people or ten people in in a in a given space um and so therefore the the smaller crew is the thing but equally you know it's almost like the multi-instrumentalists of the production world will have a have a little bit of an advantage because they can do more than one thing um or maybe that's you know small and lightweight is part of the future of production uh for the for the short term at least because it gives you this you know because essentially because um because of the restrictions that we're likely to have to work under it's definitely going to be skeleton crews i don't i can't imagine massive set builds or anything like that coming up anytime soon i mean we are we are going to be documentary crew sized i think and having to be flexible but hopefully that's just a a temporary element yeah so everything we know about marketing science says you should carry on marketing you should carry on investing in marketing through a, an economic downturn um, because you will come out of it stronger i think there's a natural response from a lot of brands where they go oh my god what's happened we just need we need some weeks now to kind of adjust to what to, to what the world has become and reconfigure our plans do you feel that people are getting back on the horse or or is this something they're going to need to be encouraged to do I think there's a lot of persuasion and there's a lot of uh, muddy water that clients definitely need to have handholding in. And also we have to hold our hands up and say that this is new for us. This is something that we're adapting to and that we need certain contingencies and caveats. Have you seen any really good work that's come out? I can give you two, I'll give you a couple of examples. So uh, like, for example, when um, the Tesco Food Love Stories, which... Um, I, yes. I think I, I can claim a small part in the creation of that campaign. But I thought that that thing they did with Grand's virtual like Easter lunch or whatever was actually quite smart. Uh, and there was another one. I don't know if you saw the Ohio State Health Authority or something along those lines that did that brilliant PSA about social distancing. They said they explained social distancing using ping pong balls in a mousetrap, which obviously you can shoot in a in a room. You, all you need is a prop. And then obviously the rest of it was CG. They had a room where there were tons of these things all together right next to each other. And so you drop one ping pong ball in and everything goes off and the mouse, all the mouse traps go off and all the ping pong balls get thrown all over the place. And then they have a separate room where they're all at like two meters distance and you just see this ping pong ball like bounce through the space without setting anything off. And it's just a really lovely, clever visual description of, um, of why social distancing is a really, really good idea. There's also, um, Lucas Ada just done a spot where it was a call to arms from... Um... Anthony Joshua to all of the unemployed personal trainers just saying uh, send me all of your your little 15 minute workouts adding a little competition onto it and I just thought that was firstly a nice use of of his celebrity status it was a nice use of of Lucas A to give a platform of something that they probably would have spent on you know on tv media media buying but instead that they're spending that money on people creating content so i quite like that give and take of ingenuity in that element 
Also, Joe Wicks is PE teacher. I know everyone, you know, it's a bit funny about it. So he has like a personal training website, but he's massive on YouTube. Just after the lockdown, he announced that he was going to do PE lessons for children that were homeschooled. So at nine o'clock every weekday, he does a PE lesson for kids on YouTube and they stream it. And the first day, I think he's just got a um, Guinness World Record and he got 974,000 people streaming all at once globally all around the world it's massive he's been on like tv shows in australia and asia he lives in richmond like it's absolutely mad he does fancy dress fridays he does spot the difference on the shelves of his living room so the kids have to guess to spot the difference every day it's amazing like you didn't have like it's just so simple and also george ezra uh donated um like uh he he got involved because Joe Wicks couldn't put any music on for royalties, so he he got involved and said that he could use his music for free, and um, the royalties that he got from that would go st- or or something similar. I don't know where the royalties came in, but would go to towards the NHS. Yeah, and I think um, I mean it's quite interesting because we did a, an earlier podcast about how brands should react to the crisis, what they should be doing. The watchword is is deeds, not words. So you're not going to communicate your way through this crisis. Nobody really cares what a brand is saying at the moment. It's what they're doing. And it's the ones who are switching over brewery production to make hand sanitizer or using clever pricing to help um, NHS workers or opening their supermarket early to allow older people to, to shop in a safer environment. Those are the things that are going to be remembered. It's the deeds, not the words. And I think it's quite interesting that from a production point of view, it's almost like in a way it's got to be the same thing is that people are going to remember you for what you did during during this time rather than what you said if you had three things that you wanted three key messages that you wanted to get out about production in the current crisis what would those what would those three things be can do attitude that's not three things that's one well it's three things it's three words i'm being a copywriter in my spare time oh god (laughs) Um, I, for me, it's power of the people and collaborating with creative minds, but also not putting too much pressure on yourself to do something all the time, because I really struggled with that the first couple of weeks. Um, it's about quality, not quantity. I think don't be, don't be silent. You need to have a message and it doesn't have to sell something. It could just showing that you're a good person or a good thing. You're doing a good thing. I think just be seen and be heard for good. That's it for this episode of the Total Experience podcast from Tribal London. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please feel free to tell someone. Episode five will be along shortly. I've been Richard Cable. Thanks for listening. Stay home and stay safe.